Welcome to the Shalhaba Community Church Podcast. We hope you're encouraged by the following message. Well, hi everyone. A huge welcome to you to Church Online. So glad that you've made the decision to tune in. And I wanted to start today with a question, a very important one. And the question is this, what are you thankful for? I don't care how um, young or old we are, but answering that question, I believe, is so, so important. What are we thankful for? Well, today, as we uh, can t- conclude or, or round up our series on overcoming the effects of fear and anxiety, before we jump into the Word of God today and look at a few um, things that I believe will be helpful to us, I want to talk to us today about the two pandemics that are facing the world today. We hear a lot about the first pandemic, and that's the pandemic that we all hear so much about, the COVID-19 causing such devastating effects right around the globe. But the other one that we're not hearing much about is the pandemic of anxiety. And there's been a few articles that have been quite alarming during the week that have been released. There was one by the Harvard University that's calling this pandemic the pandemic of death from despair. People being overwhelmed with anxiety and as a result of that, losing their lives. CNN also reported on top of the close to 100,000 deaths in the States alone, which is tragic, are also estimating that beyond COVID-19, there could be in excess of 75,000 people that die from this pandemic as well, that they're also calling the pandemic of deaths from despair. Such challenging stuff when we start to think about it, but that's why it's so important we understand how to build a life that overcomes the effects of fear and anxiety. But before we begin today, there was another really encouraging study that was done by the Harvard University, and it was about people that weekly attended uh, or a part of a faith gathering. And they discovered that a significant amount of people that attend a, a weekly faith gathering, um, for us at the moment, it's in our lounge rooms at home at work, uh, whatever that may be, but they say that because of that gathering around a, 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 in a religious setting, there's a significant less chance of people dying from the death of despair. I believe that's why it's so important that we get encouraged every week in the Word of God. It not only affects us on, on, our spiritual le- on a spiritual level, but it affects us at so many levels across our lives as well. Well, today, last week, um, as we move forward in this series, we looked last week at a story from Exodus chapter 14, and we learned a couple of keys out of that there in helping us to build a life that's not uh, gripped and hamstrung by fear and anxiety. So today, we're going to be looking at a couple of keys from the Apostle Paul, and he gives us from his writings out of the book of Philippians. We're going to be looking at that. But today, before we begin, the question is this, is what is anxiety? Well, it's been defined as a state of being anxious, uh, being worried about something. Uh, Many people could relate to this, being troubled or uneasy in our minds. And I think for me, one of the greatest keys about, uh, one of the greatest indicators uh, that you're, you're feeling anxious is a loss of joy. Not feeling happy, not feeling joyful because you're always worried. And you know, the truth is there are many things that can potentially um, cause us to be anxious. Um, our finances, we can have anxiety around that. We can be anxious around our marriage. Our, our health can cause anxiety. Our, our children, oh, we can all relate to that one at some time. Our kids bring a bit of anxiety, our safety, our security. And even for, for many of us right now, 
It's post-COVID-19 and what that future is. There's so much anxiety around that because no one really knows what the future uh, may well be presenting to each of us individually and corporately as a nation as well. So there are so many things that potentially can bring anxiety to us. But the truth today is this. Unless we deal with anxiety biblically, it can consume and corrode, corrode and corrupt our thinking and inevitably destroy and rob us of joy. And so the, this morning, the thought is this. How can we deal with anxiety? How do we deal with that, that, uh, that, 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 that creeping anxiousness that at different times in our days can just start to erode our joy where we just uh, allow our guards to be down and start to think in a way that, that really robs us of our joy. Well, the book of Philippians, we're going to look at this today together. Um, and in particular, the verses from chapter 4, verses 4 through to 7. But I want to read you the passage first, and then we're going to draw a few thoughts out of it. Paul's speaking, and if anyone knew um, the keys to overcoming a life of anxiety, it was the Apostle Paul, without exception. But listen to what he says to us today. He says, Rejoice in the Lord always, and I will say it again, rejoice. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Jesus Christ. If anyone knew the keys to living a life free of anxiety, it was this man right here. So the question that we have today is, how can we deal with anxiety? Well, the first point today is this. How can we deal with anxiety? We, deal, we overcome anxiety by maintaining a joyful heart. First thought is that we're committed to maintaining a joyful heart. Look at what Paul says in the beginning there. He says, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say, rejoice. You know, initially, this might seem really contradictory to so many of us because we, you know, we reason within ourselves, how can I rejoice when all the circumstances in my life and around my life might be saying something else? How can I rejoice? Well, we must remember that this voice doesn't say just rejoice and then stop. This verse says that we are to rejoice and rejoice in the Lord always. So I just wanted to touch on that for a moment. What does it mean to rejoice in the Lord? What does it actually mean to rejoice in Him? Because Paul, Paul's key to overcoming a life that's hindered by anxiety is found in the thought here that we're committed to a life that's rejoicing in God. And the, the thought about rejoicing in the Lord is that irrespective of our external circumstances, irrespective of our of our present suffering or adversity, whatever we're facing, irrespective of the vacillating nature of our emotions, we can be up and down and things like that. We consciously, thoughtfully, and intentionally remember the goodness of our God. Amen? That's how we can rejoice and rejoice continually. We consciously, thoughtfully, intentionally remember. We remember who our God is. We remember how He's revealed Himself, how good and kind and powerful and loving He is. We remember what He's done for us through Jesus Christ on the cross, the resurrection, salvation, adoption, eternal life, the things that we are, we are um, 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 able to receive because of what Jesus has done. We remember and remind ourselves of His promises of hope, endless presence, His ever-present help and His unfaithful faithfulness. Amen. 
And this is how we continually rejoice in the Lord. We continually remind ourselves of His goodness. And to move on in the the next few verses that Paul has for, for us, we do that by adding to our remembrance what Paul says that we're meant to do in the next couple of verses. And this is where we've begun our short journey together. Because he goes on and says, In everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving. Remember, I asked you in the beginning, what are you thankful for? It's so important today in this time that we're in, that we continually cultivate a thankful heart. That thankfulness and and remembering the goodness of God will cause us to rejoice in God. But also as we we are thankful, uh, studies have proven time and time again that the healthiest emotion that we can possess in our lives is an attitude of gratitude. We're just thankful. We're thankful for the things that we have in our world and in our lives. And as a result of that, it affects us on so, so many levels. The truth is this. When I'm thankful, it takes my focus off the things that I'm anxious about and focuses my attention on the things that I need to be thinking about. Who's found anxiety? We can spend so much mental energy, as I said last week, thinking about all of the ifs and getting worked up about all of those things. But if we focus on the things that are in our lives that we can be thankful for, it affects my world and your world in such a, such a myriad of ways. And I thought about it during, during this week as we were preparing. One of the ways we can maintain a heart uh, that continually rejoices in God is that we remind ourselves of the many small blessings that are in our lives. Thankful for life, the gift that God's given us. Thankfulness for His goodness and His generosity. Thankfulness for the new life that, that Jesus has, has, has won for us through the shedding of His blood. In fact, I was thinking during the week just all the small things that we take for granted. We had some discussion during this week um, about the people on Tanner Island. There's a group of uh, people in Tanner Island that live in the south part of the island, just near the, the volcano there. And in March this year, uh, there was a ash explosion. And overnight, all of their crops were wiped out. Uh, because they're subsistence farmers, all of their food for the next three months has been taken from them because of that. And, you know, I just think about the fact that as we finish today, many of us are going to drive down here and get a free bacon and egg roll. We're so happy about that and a a nice coffee. But, you know, just laying in bed, thanking God for our bed, um, thanking God for, 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 for all the things that we have. And I believe that having an attitude of thankfulness is so, so important because the truth is you and I, we have so much to be thankful for without exception. You know, when we remember the goodness of God and we remind ourselves to be thankful to God, the truth is this, anxiety has no place in our hearts because now our hearts are filled with thanks and our thanks will cause us to rejoice in God. And Paul said one of the keys to overcoming anxiety was to rejoice in the Lord always. And we can only do that as we're committed to developing a heart that's thankful. And as we do that, then the last part of this promise comes to pass out of Philippians chapter 4. And it says this, it says, after we rejoice in God, after we're thankful to God, look what takes place when we commit to these things. It says, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Jesus Christ. When we commit to rejoicing in God, when we're thankful to God, then this is what happens. The peace of God 
which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Jesus Christ. Maintain a heart that rejoices and a mind that is thankful and it equates to a peaceful life. Thankful hearts equal peaceful hearts, free of anxiety, but you and I have to commit. You might be thinking today, what do I mean by that? We have to commit. Well, as we said in the beginning of our journey together, what are you thankful for? You know, for me, I find that it's very difficult for me to continually maintain a heart that rejoices and a heart that is thankful unless I take the time to intentionally write down those things that I am thankful to God for. And you know, this week, our our challenge to all of us, our challenge to each of us, no matter how old we are, is that we take the time to write down those things that we are thankful for. Because friends, in all honesty, in this great country that we live in, we have so much to be thankful to God for. As we're thankful, as we remember, that equates to a heart that's not dictated to by the effects of anxiety, but a heart that's free to be led and to love the way that God has called us to do that. Amen. Well, we look forward to seeing you at our brunch today. Make sure that you, uh, you, you come and visit us straight after the service today. And as I said, we so look forward to connecting with you uh, in your car. As of course, it's a, it's a drive-through, but it'll be so good to see people's faces. Make sure you bring down your family as well. So God bless you. Have the most amazing week in Jesus' name we pray.